Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird yo girlfriend how's it going today Oh, Barbara, it's my favorite, absolute favorite time of the year. It's candy. I mean, it's Halloween, and the decorations are out on the lawns. And I don't know when people started getting all wacky with the decorations, but people around here go crazy decorating their houses and their yards and stuff for the the holiday. And I just love it. It's one of the best parts about being a mobile groomer. And welcome to episode 350. Oh boy! Let that hang there. Yeah, three hundred and fifty is mucho stuff. It's impressive. (laughs) Well, it's October second, and we are in Snohomish, Washington, and Tucson, Arizona. And this podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors: Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groomore, and Stasco. And you guys, through our website, which is maybe functioning and maybe not functioning. (laughs) <laughs> at <laughs> www.thegroompod.com where you can find the donation button and the Patreon button. This week on The Groom Pod, we're going to talk about medicated shampoo protocol because I had a skin dog this week. We're going to talk about sodium cocoa sulfate versus sodium laurel sulfate versus ammonium laurel sulfate. And if we have time, shore power grooming. This week's What's New is brought to you by Groomore. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, Groommore is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar, and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groommore and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GROOMPOD. Woe is me, Barbara. Woe is me. I fired our web development people and I took it over and I can't get it loaded back up into the site. So this is a little public service announcement requesting anyone who's really good with Squarespace websites and has a few minutes and would like to help me get our website back up and running. I'd really appreciate it. Just hit me up on the DMs. (laughs) Barbara, how's your week? I've had a fun week. I've been doing a lot of shopping in China. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You introduced me to that, and I lost like two hours. (laughs) And not to mention how much money. I know. I know. It's like it's AliExpress, and it's like going to China and and having a long street with multiple booths and little shops, and they all have some of the same things and some different things, and and it's uh, like. Dollar store prices, you just have to be patient, which is hard for us Amazon folks because (laughs) we're used to, you know, like two-day delivery, and this is more like it can be two months. 
And um, when you shop online in China, you have to be prepared for some successes and some disappointments because some things come and it's just clearly cheap shit. (laughs) (laughs) But other things, you know, like one of the things that I got off AliExpress is I got a 30 blade for my new uh, Andis Clippers, the five speed. Yeah. And it's a ceramic 30 blade. It's exactly the same as the ceramic 10 blade that's on my, that came with the clipper, except of course, one's a 10 and one's a 30. But I mean, they're indistinguishable. It, 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 it works perfectly. Wow. And it was like $15 and 16 cents. That's quite a you saving. Know, so that's quite a savings, and uh, they also and I've ordered a five blade. Unfortunately, I can't find seven blades except from one place that it's like twenty five dollars, and I'm not going to do that. I might as well go to Amazon. Right. There's just some options. Really good place to shop for uh, bows and knickknacky kind of things and uh testing out some scissors from there because all of our like really good sharpeners have kind of disappeared or retired or moved or whatever i can't get my stuff sharpened that where i trust it so I might as well just get some cheap stuff to replace it and get that sharpened and it doesn't matter if it's not perfect but i'm not going to have my chris christensen shears sharpened by some unknown newbie person that comes by can't do that and yet i don't really have the 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 paperwork from chris because i got all my chris christians and shares i got as gifts from them when i was representing them as a speaker and so i didn't keep track of paperwork or anything it was just like a we're friends and all of that but i can't send that and and truth is i didn't like the sharpener at the time so anyway there's just like that is a lot of fun shopping at AliExpress, but it will just like sop up. I mean, it's a worse time consumer than iPhone solitaire. It's bad. <laughs> it is bad. I, I bought some Halloween bows. Normally, I buy my bows from Purple Poodle Pet Bows. And I love her bows and I will order some because they'll come right away. But for next Halloween, I have some other unique bows that I can mix into the mix too. So I think that's cool. And I did pick up some Christmas bows from there. Most importantly, I got new headphones. I'm excited to get the headphones because supposedly they're from Lenovo and I my computer's from Lenovo. I like them and trust them. So I got a good deal. We'll see. My fingers are crossed. Yeah, so that's uh, that's just one thing about AliExpress. If you can find companies that you like what you got from them and you, you remember the company or you have your orders um, archived somewhere, then you can shop from reputable sellers that you know their stuff is a, a good value. Yeah, for um, sure. And, you, you know, you just got to be prepared for a little bit of disappointment. <laughs> but um, so anyway, that that was kind of my week. I don't think I had anything else. Uh, you know, it's still raining here. The, technically, the monsoon is over. But now we're having weather systems coming up from the Gulf of Mexico. It's a hurricane stuff. You know, it's not, not hurricanes to us, but it's a good gully washer. And uh, 
you know, speaking of hurricanes, of, we would be remiss oh, if we didn't send our thoughts out they, to all of the Florida groomers and the South Carolina groomers. Oh, and Jody Murphy. Jody Murphy. Well, Jody Murphy is uh, is seeming to do okay. I think just her garage got flooded. Just her garage got flooded, but her but she's trapped on the island. They can't get on and off. She thinks she's going to move. Oh, you know. she's on the island. She's on. I didn't know them. she was. A, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, she thinks she's going to move. That's what it sounded <laughs> like. I mean, I I could be reading more into it than. You mean you think her beachfront days? Are done. I think on this <laughs> at this particular house, possibly. I mean, I just feel so bad, and I feel so bad for all the wildlife. The whole wildlife doesn't have any kind of a network, you know. Just these individual animals. Just they found a, a flock of flamingos in somebody's storage shed, sheltering down. You know, like oh my god, that just shows how smart and resilient. They are, and the birds especially, they they think it out. To anybody who doesn't think a bird can't reason, think about those flamingos. They found their way inside. They found their way to shelter. Yeah. We don't have a fraction of the impact that it really is. Yeah, very true. You see images, but it doesn't really give you the whole guttural feeling of so many lives just gutted. Talk about lives being gutted. Last week, I told you about the people whose phone I fixed. I walked into another one. I walked into another one this time. She's looking at her phone, and she's in her emails, and she's puzzled. And she said, hey, can I ask your opinion? And I said, sure. And she goes, is this a scam? And it was absolutely a scam and I showed her how to check the address so she could see it wasn't she was about to send these people information that would have completely stripped a bank account I'm sure of it I am positive and she was so grateful I said look if you just touch here it's going to show you the address and if the address doesn't look normal doesn't look like it's from the company and sure enough it said like from the first part said AT&T help at and then 10,000 different letters that made no sense at all. And I said, see this part? And she went, oh, my goodness, you just saved me. See? Grooming dollars at work. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I Good know. Job. I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had an elderly client who was wealthy, and she absolutely had Alzheimer's. And I knew it, but her daughters were in denial. And uh, ultimately, they knew it. And she was giving me a lot of tips, like $100 tips and stuff. I remember her. If you guys listen to the early podcast episodes, by the way, if you want to listen to early podcast episodes, download the desktop site instead of the mobile site, and you'll have all of our archives at the Podomatic site. The last time her dog was in, her daughters came to pick up the dog, and they couldn't pay because the mother's account had been cleaned out after a conversation that she had late at night with some men in India. Oh, man. Yeah, it happened. Cleaned out. And they were like in shock. And they were like trying to get hold of the bank. And oh, I mean, devastating. Yeah. And she probably had hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Wow. And just like that. 
push of a button. Be careful, everybody, and check your old people. Whether you're a mobile groomer or you have older relatives or whatever, keep an eye on them because they'll be embarrassed to tell you. I know I'm embarrassed when I get bulldozed. My transgender cleaning lady from next door was uh, catfishing me. Oh, too bad. I had such high hopes for that. I know. it's. I mean, this person really led me on coming on like, I can do this. I can do that. I Even I can fix your roof. You know, it was just like, we're going to get you to a much better place. And I, and I set up three different, three and maybe even four times for her to come over and meet me and have the conversation. Anyway, to make a long story end. She never showed up three or four times, and I said, I'm, I'm not dancing this dance anymore. I'm, I'm leaving the dance floor now. Oh, That's exactly what I said. <laughs> You're so good at that. <laughs> you can really turn a phrase when need be. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Yes, well, it's one of those things I appreciate about you. Not mundane. Definitely not mundane. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Word is the word. Okay, so I had a situation this week, and I want to tell you about it, and I want you to talk. I want to talk it through with you and get your thoughts on it. But first, let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Don't you hate it when your husband's best friend's dog gets a skin infection? You know, one of those dogs you're already doing at a severely discounted rate because you love the people and their close friends. and, And when I started to do their dogs, and I'm on like dogs three and four with them now, they are Sheltie people. And these Shelties... I kid you not, are the size of small collies. I don't know where they're breeding ah. them. They are so big. They didn't start out that big. And then these are also oversized people. So their dogs are becoming oversized after years and years and years of living in the house now. So they're both fat. And boom, all of a sudden, out comes a raging, what must be a staph infection or a skin infection of some sort. The kind that has the little circles on the back where there's greasy spots and then the hair loss and then they become flaky and all the skin starts to slough off and then they get red hot spots. We're in the red hot spots and flaky skin stage of this. So they went into the vet and you're going to be so pleased. I know I was really pleased. They were sent home with Duoxo. Ah! Yeah, with the Ophytrium in it. Yes. And chlorhexidine. So chlorhexidine, ophytrium. But get this, probably 45-pound Sheltie, 45-pound Sheltie, 
obviously had some skin problems before they adopted her because she had been shaved. I could tell, you know how you can tell a double coat breed that has been shaved. She was thick coated. She had all the ends of her hair cut off. It was obvious that somewhere along the line, they shaved her down. So I'm suspicious that there were some skin problems earlier in her life as well. They gave me an eight ounce bottle. Eight ounces to hand Well, and it probably cost $23. I know it did. I you know, know it that, did. That Duke so, Duke so, or however you pronounce it. I don't know it. how to say it. Duke so, I think. It okay. Is. It's very pricey, but it works. I think you can dilute it. Okay, so here's what I did. Well, you have a bathing beauty. Yeah, but this is why we have to talk about this is because it's been my feeling that medicated shampoos are supposed to be applied directly on. Well, that's true, but you could... And did. Stretch it (laughs) by using your bathing beauty. You know, I mean, and you could put some directly on the hot spots... That's what I would do is I would wet the dog down, put some of the medicated directly on the worst areas, and then rinse it through over and over and over again with the bathing beauty. Okay, you're making me feel a heck of a lot better because I know the shampoo is expensive and I did not want to waste the first treatment. The dog is fully coated. There's no way I'm going to get even near the hot spots unless I take off some of the hair. Unless I have a gallon of the shampoo to really get underneath and into it because it's everywhere. It's on her belly. It's on her butt. It's on her back. I've got to get everywhere. So I cut her down, just scissored her down a little bit so that I could get in there. I know, but she's already thick. So I scissored it down and I ran some of the Duke so through the bathing beauty and I ran it for 10 minutes and I added a little warm water in there towards the end and I just cycled it and cycled it and cycled it. Then I stopped and I applied, hand applied a little bit to the spots and I let that sit an additional five minutes. What do you think? Did I overdo it? Could I have probably gone a little shorter on the cycling, the 10 minutes? It said 10 minutes on the bottle. I went with 10 minutes. Well, I wouldn't have scissored her down. I mean, I'm just a coat person. Right. You've got to see her coat is already destroyed. Like I would never scissor the other dog down ever. I wouldn't even touch it. This coat has been this way since they adopted her and it's never grown in nice. It doesn't look nice. It's always grown in choppy because all of the ends have been cut off. They were cut off long before we ever got that dog. The other dog was never cut. It's just, she has beautiful hair. And I get your point. I get your point, but these are people who are almost 70, who are overweight, and who are going to have to take their dog home wet because they're not going to pay me to dry that dog every two days. It takes me two hours to dry that dog. I mean, not two hours complete, two hours to groom and dry the dog. So what I did is I compromised. I will blow the water off and they've got to take the dog home wet because I don't, I have a full schedule. I can't even fit them in. I'm doing them in the morning before I do the cat shot. They're my husband's best friends. You know, you do what you got to do. I'm hoping that it's not going to be more than two months of this, <laughs> that she's on antibiotics already. Also. I hate the idea of sending home an undercoated dog wet. Me too. That's why I cut the hair down. She might get moldy. 
It didn't make sense for me to send a fully coated dog dripping wet home, knowing that I've got to do this for at least a month every third day or every other day. But the Twaxo, you don't have to do it like that. You buy the moose and you apply the moose to the dog in between monthly baths. They didn't get the moose. They didn't carry the moose. So this isn't a product that I have available to me. Now, I could tell them to get the moose. I could also tell the doctor because she's my vet as well. There, there, there might be a spray, too. It's too costly to do that stuff every three days. And the, the company has created these co-products to work together to make it be more, uh, you can apply those things every day. They need to go to Chewy.com. Here's what I think. First of all, I'm going up to the old vet hospital to groom my old vet's dog on Monday. So I'm going to be up there on Monday. I'm going to go in and see if they have the moose or the spray. And if they don't, I'm going to suggest they pick it up. And then I will have John go on to Chewy and see if we can get it through a recommendation from the vet. You don't need a recommendation. I bought it. Oh, cool. Okay. Anybody can buy it off of Chewy. All right. Then we'll just do that. And they deliver quickly. Excellent. Here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to go to the Dwoxo website. Okay. And read their explanation about their products. Okay. I think that's going to give you a much finer understanding uh, of how you can help them. Because if you understand how the products work together, then you can explain to the people. And it's always going to be a challenge with a thick coat like that. But you don't need to have every three-day baths with that line of products. Good. I can. I have an in here with this vet. I can educate them to the products because they respect my knowledge of products. So I will go in and talk to them. So go to the website and learn more about the products and then educate the people. Cool. I like that idea. So in general, though, we've always talked about following up with a conditioner. So I did follow up with a conditioner. I use Show Season Soothe with Chlorhexidine in it. Was that a, or am I doing overkill there? Well, you would be if you were doing that, you know, see, that's one reason why you don't want to do a chlorhexidine shampoo every three days, because you can like kill everything. Okay. You know, it, it's probably okay, given the severity of the problem and the type of coat that you've got. And it's the first treatment. I probably, you know, the conditioner that I use a lot, I use show season honey conditioner a lot because the honey is a prebiotic and honey is also good for the skin. I've got a gallon of the Stasco oatmeal conditioner coming. Would that be a good choice? The oatmeal protein? Or would I be better to go with the honey? Yeah, I think that kind of sits with one half dozen of the other. Um, because oatmeal also is a healing agent to some extent. But, you know, sugars are... You know, I'm still apologizing to Pam Julian because many, many years ago, she suggested she, that she was using sugars, but she was adding sugar to her shampoos. And I poo-pooed her and hammered her. And I apologize again, Pam, 
because yes, sugar's heavy healing skin properties. Oh, is that why they make sugar scrubs? Yes. Is that why they have honey and silver ointment for skin Ah. problems? Yes. It doesn't have to be the special Manuka honey or? Well, Manuka honey is just loaded. Ah, It's just a better example. Yeah, it's just loaded. And show season honey uses Manuka honey. Right. So there's that. The oatmeal conditioner probably would be a good choice. Okay, well, I'm excited to go research more about this product that we talked about probably two years ago, maybe a year ago. No, probably two years ago. Time goes so fast. And uh, go in and educate my vet. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, that kind of cut that topic short. (laughs) Let's move on to the next one. What do you say? (laughs) Chris Bear Anthony here, visiting the Groom Pod. So if you know me, you know how much I love my Evolution shears. They are the only shears I actually use. So check out all the options, including customizable non-swivels, at evolutionshears.com and give Abby a shout with any questions you might have. GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. So check them out today. Your hands will thank you. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a bird's eye view on some of these ingredients here. We've got sodium cocoa sulfate, sodium laurel sulfate, and ammonium laurel sulfate. Tell us about it. Give us the skinny. Spell it out. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm happy to, and uh, I will explain that my interest in this was PQ'd by uh, learning about a new line of products from Europe that was showcased at Groom Expo. And people came home with the samples of shampoo that was, uh, oh, I don't know, blew my mind. <laughs> but but uh, frankly, I think it's a bunch of malarkey. Oh, (laughs) the whole line. But that's another topic of discussion. And um, the company asserts, makes a BFD about that they're using sodium cocoa sulfate, no SLS, no sodium laurel sulfate. What's the difference? The difference is that Sodium laurel sulfate is made by extracting lauric acid from coconut oil and turning it into laurel alcohol, which is then sulfated with either sulfur trioxide or chlorosulfonic acid. Listen to me. The fo- that forms laurel sulfuric acid, which is thereby neutralized by sodium hydroxide or sodium carbonate into sodium laurel sulfate. And sometimes people call that derived from nature. <laughs> yeah, really. That's sodium laurel sulfate. So 
instead of specifically purifying the laurel alcohol from the coconut oil, sometimes a less pure mixture of all the fatty acids from the coconut oil are used in the process. So then you get a mix of surfactants, which is called sodium sulfate, cocoa being coconut oil, right? Coconut oil is comprised of 50% lauric acid, 20% myristic acid, 8% palmitic acid, and a few uh, small amounts of some other little miscellaneous tiny amounts. This means that once the the so-called codium sulfate is produced, it is comprised of 50% Sodium laurel sulfate, 20% sodium myristyl sulfate, and 8% sodium palmitol sulfate, a mixture of surfactants whose properties do not particularly differ from sodium laurel sulfate. Can you imagine the guy who thought that up? They're sitting there and they thought, oh, we'll just mix this in with that and this in with that, and boom, you've got three surfactants in one. They just don't purify the coconut oil. You see, the sodium laurel sulfate is made of just the lauric acid that's turned into laurel alcohol. That's a certain chain length of carbon, a carbon chain length that gives the molecules their ionic charge, which is their degree of exuberance about cleaning. <laughs> Instead of doing that purification, they just use the coconut oil. So they use the the whole thing. It's the same difference uh, that exists between cocamidopropyl betaine and cocoa betaine. You know, we talked about that. There was a study of sodium cocoa sulfate versus sodium laurel sulfate. And this study showed that the Cocoa sulfate had a 15% lower skin irritation potential. Okay, so it's less harsh. It is indeed 15% milder. That's about the same milderness that sodium laureth sulfate is from sodium laurel sulfate. It, 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 thereabouts, you know. Um, a little but, better. Um, they, uh, but here, but there's a but. But. So it's 50, 15% lower skin irritation potential. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to irritate. It just has that potential. It also has a stronger ability to interfere with the epidermal lipids and cause their... Uh, removal or degradation from the skin, which in turn may damage the epidermal, the, the protective barrier, the skin barrier function. So that's a, that's a, a, a trade-off that's kind of undesirable. Right, that's a big negative. Because you, you don't want more lipid destruction. You want uh, lipid destruction is what really leads to uh, permanent hair damage. 
that's a trade-off. Now, ammonium lauryl sulfate is used with, uh, instead of the sodium part, they're using ammonium. And this creates a larger molecule or a heavier molecular weight, which is less likely to interfere with the skin. It can't be absorbed. It can't, it, it, it's much less likely to cause irritation or um, lipid damage. So um, ammonium lauryl sulfate is really a good alternative to sodium lauryl sulfate and still has good cleaning ability, ability to grab and hang on to and form my cells and get rid of oils and soils from the hair, but it's less likely to penetrate into the skin and cause skin irritation or lipid damage to the hair and skin. So does that, is that too technical for y'all or is it kind of a clarifying, you feel a little clarified there? So with these three ingredients, the sodium cocoa sulfate is the more harsh and the ammonium laurel no. sulfate? No, the other one. No, sodium laurel, sodium laurel is the most harsh. Okay. And I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't had anything that I haven't seen any science that compares uh, cocoa cell, sodium cocoa sulfate with ammonium laurel sulfate. They're all more, they're all, uh, Strong sulfates. Okay. So good cleaners. They're good cleaners, and they all have to be formulated, but but sodium cocoa sulfate is not, I guess you would say, I guess they're trying to say, to market it as more natural because uh, the coconut oil is not purified, the the laurel alcohol is not extracted from the coconut oil. You know, there's one step that's missing. One step less processed. Yeah, one step less processed. So in a way, it might uh, be one step closer to nature. But look at all the other stuff that's done to it. There's no way any of these are really... Natural and this naturally derived term that's been used to greenwash products that are just look, it's chemistry. Yes, surfactants are chemistry, nature is chemistry, we're cleaning this chemistry. So, I'm sorry, but um, sulfates by themselves are not bad ingredients or harmful ingredients. They can be more harsh, but it's really the total formulation, the total combination, partnering, co-surfactants, emulsifiers, thickeners. Some thickeners make uh, for a larger molecule or a larger actually um molecular structure that's my what cell. this looks like my cell oh, my cell the my cell 
Yeah, let's not forget about Muslims. So formulation is just as critical as the selection of the primary surfactant. Sodium cocosulfate has more garbage in it. Okay, <laughs> less refined. It is less refined. Yeah. Now, if that suits you, fine. Right. But I don't think that it makes a shampoo that much safer than one with sodium lauryl sulfate, which is more specific batch to batch. (laughs) Okay. Let's take one more break and come back with our last subject, which is grooming from a shore power cord. Summer is the season where we are likely to find dried out coats. And show season has a special shampoo and conditioner called Honey Pet. Honey Pet shampoo and conditioner is made with Manuka honey as an additive and also almond oil. And it's excellent in hydrating the coat. It also smells real good. And it comes with a matching conditioner that contains the Manuka honey, the almond oil, the sunflower oil, triglycerides, and a little dash of dimethicone, which assists in combing and brushing the coat. You can find these and all the great show season products at showseasongrooming.com. Look out, here it comes. It's your mobile moment. Well, I had a little generator problem this week because, you know, that's always fun. I have an electric start generator that I use for backup. I'm primarily a shore power groomer, which means I plug into the house. But occasionally the assisted livings don't have an accessible plug or an apartment building may not. Or occasionally I'll be at one of the really old houses that has bad wiring and I can't get to a good plug. So I'll use the generator for that. But my generator's electric start puked out. So I was using the pull start generator. Man, I hate Ugh. it. Oh, it kills oh. my shoulder. Oh, your poor shoulder, which is bad anyway. Yep. But luckily, for the most part, I plug in. And plugging in can be a challenge for a lot of people, mostly because we have, well, a lot of power hogs in our trailers and grooming vans. And we just suck up a lot of power. Even house call groomers have to be so thoughtful about where we plug in our stuff. And it is helpful to kind of have a little clue as to where you can find the right power and how to work with it. The first thing you need, in my opinion, is a 100-foot-long 12-gauge extension cord because you may have to trail all the way through the house to get to a 20-amp outlet. So you want to really carry a lot of cord if you're going to be primarily a shore-powered groomer. So it's helpful to have a three-prong traditional 15-amp plug which can carry 20 amps. I know that's confusing. Just trust me on that one. And oftentimes the wagon tails only have the really big cord with the 30 amp plug. So you'll need an adapter and carry that big long cord with you. Just throw it somewhere, store it away. So you've got it because there'll be a day when your generator dies and you'll be at a house and you'll be cursing if you don't have a cord that you can reach some power with to finish the the soapy dog that's in your bathtub. Listen, if you use a 30 plug into a lesser outlet, aren't you going to have a possibility of failure there? No. No, because the power's coming in this way. 
if you were sending okay. 30 amps into the house into a 20 amp receiver, you would have a problem. Okay. Because of the the flow is going the other direction, you're fine. But you do want to have the proper adapter. And the other thing is you will not be able to power everything in your wagon tails. You won't because you're only going to have 20 amps total power if you go into a house. Most houses, I'd say maybe one in 150 houses has a 30 amp plug. But for the most part, they don't. It's 20 amps. So you got to kind of know what your powers are in your trailer or your grooming environment. I always used to look for the laundry room. Yes, absolutely. How to find a 20 amp outlet. Things that need 20 amp outlets are dryers, be them hair dryers or clothes dryers, microwaves, toasters, things, uh, power tools, refrigerator, freezer, those kind of things all take big power. So if you look for those types of areas like the kitchen, the bathroom, the laundry room, the garage. Occasionally the garage and occasionally outside. Now, if there's an RV pad, you can be sure you've got some good power near the RV pad where they park their big RVs, but oftentimes they're already plugged in there. So that's not necessarily going to be accessible. Excuse me. I'm cutting you off for an yes. hour. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about garages is lots of people have 20 amps in their garage, but they have a refrigerator, a freezer, or a refrigerator and a freezer plugged into it. You cannot then plug into the same circuit and use 20 amps out of there because it's already being drawn away. Look for the refrigerator freezer. Make sure you're not on the same circuit. If I find that's my only choice, I will unplug the refrigerator freezer and tie the cord around my cord so I do not forget to plug it in after the grooming. The likelihood is you're not going to melt off their food in two hours, but you don't want to drive away and forget that you unplugged their refrigerator freezer or popped a circuit. Because if you pop the circuit and then you continue with your groom, like I pop a circuit, I'll run out, plug in the generator, forget to tell them I've ruined their whole back stock of food. So those are things you have to really watch out for. Uh, the washers and dryers will also pull power out of your circuit. So if you're going to use a circuit where people are using their washer dryers or microwaves, let them know not to do that while you're working. Right. Yep. Don't do that while you're working. No laundry. Yep. And the way to tell if you are in 15 amps or 20 amps, especially if you have a two motor dryer, Flip the first motor on and always flip your motors on separately. Never flip both motors on at once because you'll have a power surge and likely even pop a 20 amp with that. For the K92, if you pop one motor on and then you flip the other motor on and your lights dim, you're in 15 amps. And you, you do have a little window before the dryer gets hot, before it'll pop that circuit. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll turn on both motors for just the first few minutes till it gets warm. And then I'll shut down a motor and I'll finish drying with the cone nozzle or the flat nozzle on there to give myself a little more focus. But believe me, grooming from shore power is not impossible. It doesn't have to ruin your day. It's very workable. Oh, the other thing that I should mention is you need to know how to read the box. The electrical box, you may not be able to figure out which plugs associate with which things because a lot of people don't label their electrical boxes very well, but occasionally you will be able to actually locate a 20 amp through the box. But if you pop it, you'll want to go in there and be able to figure out which one you've popped so you can flip it back on without having to trouble the, and they're mostly in the garage. So you usually have access to that. 
So that's my tutorial on running with shore power. It's not as bad as you think. Plus, then they're paying for the power. Why not let them pay for the power instead of use your own gas? And it's quiet and it's delightful. And you can still use your big dryer. I was a uh, mobile groomer for six months. It was before there were generators. I only had a hundred foot cord to plug into the people's home. I had to do it that way. And you you made it work. Oh, yeah. And there were moments of frustration and whatever. And I did uh, shut down a few homes. But uh, <laughs> people understand. That was part of the deal. It might happen. So, oh, sorry, this happens. <laughs> it is completely workable, though. And don't let it scare yeah. you. Sometimes I see on the Internet in the mobile groups, that people are uncomfortable asking to use the power or the bathroom, because that's the other thing occasionally. You need to use somebody's bathroom. People think it's unprofessional. I have never had anyone indicate that they thought that that was unprofessional. I've never had anyone not offer to plug me in. I always have people offer to fill up my water tank if I need it. I think people are very understanding about your needs as a mobile groomer and the ability to plug in is one of those needs. And it's very helpful. The company that I worked for, we could ask to use the electricity, but we couldn't ask to use the bathroom. No bathroom, huh? No, no. That was a a big no-no. Wow. Okay. Well, I only have one house where I I don't use the bathroom at. It's my Japanese family. Yeah, that's okay. I understand. I've only been grooming their dog for 20 years. You don't know. I might not (laughs) be trustworthy. And of course, my favorite time of year is Halloween, but my second favorite is Christmas because I get to do the annual Christmas decorated bathroom contest to see who has the best decorated bathroom, whose bathroom matches their tree, you know, how well they tie it in with the overall look. Yeah, oh, it's great. I love it. This year I'm having a new category, Barbara. It's best holiday soap. Best holiday soap in the bathroom. It's a whole new category. I'm making a new award for that. So now you got best bathroom, best tie-in with the tree, and best holiday soap. Three awards. It's going to be a great year. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. You always have fun. You have such a good life. I do. I'm having the time of my life. I mean, I am literally having a blast with what I've got going on. Every bit of it. My horse is fantastic. I haven't talked about her for a while. She's magical. She's just amazing. I'm having so much fun with her. I'm going to feel sad, though, because it's getting dark so early. I don't have time to ride at night. I get home too late. More importantly, today is the Fall Festival of Mobile Fun. So I'm going to cut out of here. But right before I go, let's talk about the additives video that's available for purchase. The video of the additives webinar is um, selling. Thank you very much. If you would like to watch my fabulous webinar about shampoo additives, all the extra stuff besides these lamb surfactants and emulsifiers and that sort of thing. Let's talk about argan oil and bamboo and charcoal. They do and don't do and all of that kind of stuff. You can message me, preferably by email at bbirdgroomer at gmail.com. And for $60, 
I'll send you an invoice, PayPal, and you pay that. I'll send you a link to the YouTube video, and you can watch it at your speed, at your home, with your beverage. Uh, you can talk back to me. You can uh, <laughs> can enjoy Susie trying to interject uh, her sound effects. Yes. It was a little rough. It was our first one. This is unedited. Um, I did chop out the first two minutes, which was just kind of flailing around getting started. It's I a process, people. Uh, it's a process. It's a process. It's a process, <laughs> but we had fun. It was educational and highly entertaining, if I may say so myself. So for 60 bucks, there you go. Just add your beverage and you'll just have a cool day or evening. So uh, contact me at bbirdgroomer at gmail.com and I'll shoot you a invoice. And we have another webinar coming up in the mix as soon as I stop fighting with the stupid uh, website and get it all set up which by the way again please if anybody's really proficient in managing a Squarespace website I would love a little help on the side but we're going to be doing Beyond Suds and Scent coming up as well we'll give you a date for that as soon as I get my S together (laughs) Uh, and we'll get it going (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this one's on me, folks. I'm the one dragon. Barbara's ready to go, but I'm trying to set up the back end, I guess you would call it. All right, guys. Thanks for being here with us. Remember to support our sponsors. We have a new Patreon. Oh, we have a new Patreon? Yes, we do. Oh, boy. I know. And I have a new Patreon idea. So I'm sorry I'm putting this at the very end of the show, and I will have to mention it again next week, hopefully at the beginning of the show. But our new Patreon patron is Brittany Mitchell. Thank you very much, Brittany. We really appreciate it very much. And here's my idea, Barbara. Ad-free version of the show for Patreon subscribers of the $5 and up. A free version of the show. Ad-free. Advertisement-free. Oh, ad-free. I think I can do it. It's a little bit of extra work. So what I want to know from you guys is... It, would that entice you to send us the Patreon money? If we gave you an ad-free show, start to finish, instead of our lovely advertisements from our wonderful sponsors, if you guys pay us... For how much? Of, like for how much? Five bucks a month? Ten. Ten bucks a month? Yeah, come on. We need the money. Okay. <laughs> well, let us know on Patreon what you would be willing to pay, and this is a this is something I'm going to look at. It does mean a little bit more time for me, but we can do it. All right. Happy grooming, everybody. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye now. Take care of yourselves. We love you.